This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 245, and tonight, the countdown to Halloween Potathon rages on. It's raging because Halloween's so close I can taste it, baby, but we're not there yet. No, 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 because we got a show to get through. We got a countdown that day before we get through that day, you know what I'm talking about? And we have had to have a little change of plans. Yesterday, I announced that I announced that we were going to be doing Pizza's Christ's movie all about evil. Well, my recording software, Audacity, had something else to say about it. Now, it was supposed to be my day off today. And again, thank you to Thomas Deha, uh, uh, DJ, for allowing me a somewhat easier day, even though I wound up working all day anyway because um, I was feeling better. Not perfect, but better enough to work, and I had a lot of work to do. The Peaches Christ episode was going to require a lot of work, which we'll get into when it airs, which ain't today. So what are we going to do, Patrick? Well, I just switched the schedule up a little bit because I had edited the episode I'm airing today weeks ago. So it was ready to go. So I could either spend even more hours reconstructing the lost episode, which... Okay, it's already 10 o'clock here, so 10 o'clock in the evening. And no, let's just say a big old no to that. And why put myself through that when I have an excellent episode all packaged and ready to go? So that's what you're getting. But what are we doing, Patrick? Tell us already. Okay, shh, shh. Drink your juice, Shelby. Drink your juice. God. We are covering a little Canadian movie from 2006. And you know how Canada is. So sweet. So 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 polite. So it's probably some really cute little movie. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Unfortunately, kids, we've hit the end of the line. Yes, I'm talking about this movie, End of the Line, which, if you haven't seen it, when you do see it, it's going to blow your mind. Now, I... Along with my guests, we did our best to not spoil stuff until we hit this, you know, the point where we couldn't talk about it any further without so, without doing so. So there is a point where I give a very clear spoiler alert, and this movie is so good, you don't want to go past that point without seeing this movie. It's hard to find streaming, but. It's available for purchase on Amazon. It's cheap, and it is 100% worth a buy. Just do it now. Do it now. Get it over with. Because this episode is fucking fantastic, and you don't want to miss it. So just get it. Get it. You're like one day, you've got your prime shit out. You get your one-day delivering. Get it. Who are the guests, Patrick? You're kind of leaving that part. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's these guys. You probably never heard of them because you know I know I never, ever, 
ever talk about them. What are their names again? Oh, yeah, it's like Andrew and, and, and Maddie, I think, from some little something. Little little bit of digital entertainment. You know, you probably never heard of that either. Called Friday the 13th. Yes, the Friday the 13th, boys, are right here on the show to talk about this mind-blowing little Canadian flick. And I'm thrilled to have them. As I said, I've gushed about them endlessly. And the last thing I need to give them is Marsha Brady Big Head Syndrome. You know, like when she got cast as Juliet in Romeo and Juliet and she was such an asshole that everybody had to beat the shit out of her until she had to quit the play and then wanted to play in the nurse. You don't want that to happen to Maddie and Andrew. No, no, no. No, no, no. So I'm just going to play cool with them. But I'm really excited they're here. Oh, my gosh. Shh. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. Just everybody remain calm. Well, as fun and as mind-blowing as this episode is going to be, well, you guys should know by now, we've got business to attend to first. Got to do your homework before you can have dessert. And if you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. So, you know, okay, so this is the meat. We got to eat it. Eat the meat that I'm going to... Okay, just don't don't make me get dirty right now because I'm trying to be very serious. It's a very serious thing because the countdown to Halloween Potathon is not just for fun. We're putting the fun into fundraiser, but it's not just for fun because it's fun, but there's also Drazer. See, fun Drazer. So, okay, we are doing this for an organization called New Alternatives, which is located here in New York City. They are an independent nonprofit organization who are dedicated, who is dedicated, sorry, grammar police, is dedicated to making the lives of homeless LGBT teenagers the best that they can be to get them off the streets not just tonight but for good through giving them medical care and hot fresh homemade meals and 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 and, 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 and HIV tests and job placement and job training and, and it, they're doing great work and they're working outside of the box they're thinking outside of the they're not doing what every or, other organization does the ones that have government funding coming into them, which therefore puts limitations on what they can do. Things like protect LGBT kids in their program from being discriminated against. Because two out of three transgender kids who are applying for emergency housing are going to get turned away tonight. Because they're transgender. And there's nothing that anybody can do about that because there is no regulation in place to prevent that sort of things in government-run programs. And that's why New Alternatives is so important, especially now. Look at what's going on. Look at this week. LGBT people are under attack. Jews are under attack. Black people are under attack. Brown people are under attack. Muslims are under attack. Women are under attack. Am I leaving anybody out? I probably am because everybody's fucking under attack. And maybe let's give one of these groups a break today, okay? Give them a break. Help this organization. Help these kids. Do something positive with their lives get them off the street and get them do get them to be the person that they were meant to be and you can do that by donating at bit.ly slash sq potathon that will take you to the facebook donation page bit.ly slash sq potathon of course there's a dot between the t and the l so it's bit.ly slash sq potathon but i know some people don't like facebook a lot of people walked away from facebook you don't want to deal with them i get that you, you have to type in a really long URL or it's not going to work. You got to put in the HTTP colon slash slash fundraise dot new alternatives NYC dot org slash SQ. And of course, that SQ, if you're wondering what it stands for, it stands for Scream Queens, you big silly. Of course, I've been asking 
for $21. I don't care anymore. Give what you can. Give what you can. Give what your heart tells you to give. That's what I want from now on. That $21 idea was cute. It was a cute marketing ploy. The 21 days, $21, 20, you know, 21 episodes, 21 days, $21. It's cute, but you know, fuck cute. There's nothing about it that's, that's cute. Okay? It's great, but it ain't cute. However, all these people who have donated in the past few days, they are fucking gorgeous. They go beyond cute because I have got some people to thank for giving donations to new alternatives. Yeah. The biggest thank you can give us, Patrick, is if you stop singing. Hey, that was a really specific comment that that person gave. Wow. Okay. Whoa. First one up. Hey, we got Carly McCutcheon. Thank you. She gave $22.09. I don't understand these amounts that, the, that, the, that, the, that I get. Because they take out their, you know, you know already. Anyway, it's random. Whatever. Let's just say she gave $22.09. Thank you, Carly. Carly is fabulous. And she is the lovely lady who is doing the redesign, getting a brand new Scream Queens logo out. So hopefully we'll get some cool mat, uh, merch. We got, she got some great ideas. I think I found one I really like. But I've been really busy, so I haven't been able to. Anyway, we're not, uh, thank you, Carly. You know what I'm saying. They'll figure it out soon enough. And we have Mark Murray. Mark Murray, thank you very much. Mock, mock, mock. I got nothing. I got. I was gonna make a song about Mark, but he's just like said, "Please stop." Thank you for your twenty-five dollars. And wait a minute, Tara Gardner. What? Tara Gardner. Did you donate twice? Cause you were the first person to donate. So I had to scroll all the way to the bottom of the list and say, "No, girl, you donated twice." See, this is why Canada is awesome. This is awesome. So another $26.30. Why that amount? I have no idea. Not you, Tara. It's the page. I don't know what goes on here. Not complaining. Not complaining. Let's see what's going on over at the Facebook page. But first of all, before we do, let me just say the grand total right now on the official Scream Queens donation page through New Alternatives at that fundraise, the long URL one, we are at $1,403. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. I, wow. You go away for a few days and all, you know, I, I went away for, actually, no, I didn't check for two days and I'm just like, whoa, these numbers are crazy. Okay. Patrick, just, 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 I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. And apparently I can't speak either. Okay. Over on the book of face. Ooh, lots of people to thank. We have Linda Warner donated $45. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. That is very generous of you. And, okay, after this point, I'm never making fun of the name Linda on the show again because clearly it does not apply to this Linda. She is not Linda from Evil Under the Sun, Linda. This Linda is the standard that all Lindas should – actually, we all should aspire to be. Thank you, Linda. Uh, Chris Wren, another $45. Thank you, Excellent. Thank you, Chris Wren. And oh, someone said the Halloween costume, too. Austin Armstrong, 45 do- Austin Armstrong? Holy shit, Austin Armstrong. Man, I went to college with him. Austin, thank you. Thank you. And thank you. And Bobby. And Bobby. The glorious Aunt Bobby from Nightbreed and Hanover House. And, and, and um, uh, what's that video game that's awesome? Bioshock. Yeah, she donated $40 as well. Thank you. 40 seems to be the big number today. I don't know where they're getting Everybody's donating 44 but I ain't complaining. Jason Anthony, thank you for your $10 donation. That's awesome. I love what you're doing, Patrick. I wish I could donate more. Baby cakes, don't you worry about a thing. I told you to give what you can. If this is what you've got, that means just as much as everybody else's. If this... I am turning my nose up at anything, and I am certainly not turning my nose up at you, young man. Oh, God, what is the matter with me tonight? I'm, I'm overtired, y'all. Surprise. Uh, okay, moving on. Nicole Rue Davis, $50. Wow, thank you, Nicole. 
Excellent. Wow. wow. Everybody's so generous. And Paul Stevenson, $15. Thank you, Paul. Your beard is looking tremendous. By the way, Paul, Paul, can I ask a question? Where's that beard at? Beard's on Paul's face. Wait, what? Where's that beard at? Beard's on Paul's face. What? Did you say it? I said the beard's on Paul's face. Thank you, Paul. Okay. So, where are we on the Facebook totals? The Facebook total is now bugga 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 $734. All right, everybody step back a minute. Step back a minute. Patrick's going to do some math. Okay, we had 1428 and K plus 734. This must be fascinating podcasting. If my math is correct, and it's probably not because it's me, it looks like we have raised $2,137, which means we are just about $350 away from goal with several days to go. Guys, I'm so proud of you. Oh, my God. I just realized the total on the official page, you know, the one with the long URL, it's 1403 our fundraiser pages turned into a Stephen King haunted hotel room. Ah! Well, I believe that would be the sign. The only thing that we could do to ward off this evil hotel room, which we shouldn't because it's a good amount of money, not the point right now. Okay, we have an evil. Uh, let's just get Andy, Andy and Maddie on because Daddy's gone delirious. It is really late. I am really tired. I have not had dinner. I am done podcasting for the night, but fortunately, Andy and Maddie are here to keep you company, maybe even tuck you in. So, let's bring on the boys from Friday the 13th and hop on that speeding not train to terror until we hit the end of the line. Let's take a listen to the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe you should stop singing, Patrick, and apologize to Andrew from from Friday the 13th, because his name is not Andy. But it's Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Demons. I've seen them. They're everywhere. Fun day, huh? Tell me about it. Are you still going to take the train tonight? So, John and me, my children, 
on this high-speed subterranean ride into the depths of hell itself are two really fabulous guys. I can't believe I got these guys to guest on the show. I'm so excited. They are the hosts of a show that is relatively new but still has managed to blow my jaded little bitch socks right off as a matter of fact one of my bitch socks is hanging from my headset right now and you don't get that joke but they do i am so thrilled to introduce to all of you the hosts of the friday the 13th podcast so ladies and gentlemen boys and girls prepare to get slain because it's andrew huff and maddie Zeratin. We're so happy to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you responded this time, and they don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> because I just did that whole intro like two minutes ago, and I was like, Matt, 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 Cricket. And I told them to give me three seconds of silence so I could edit in all the applause and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's really long, you guys. Yeah, we were oddly, we were oddly awaiting. <laughs> yeah, and on, on our side, you you, you you had given us the 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 five second of silence, five seconds of silence rule, and we were like, um, it's been past five seconds. Yeah, like what's going on? Well, we're in like different time zones and stuff, so it's different or something. I don't know how I don't know how things work. Well, girl, we are so happy to be here with you today. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting us. That it, uh, it, I, I've been a, a listener for quite a number of years, mm -hmm. so it for even you to reach out to us was like, oh, are we reaching that status? <laughs> girl, please. <laughs> No, I am so impressed. Okay, first of all, before I start gushing, could you please tell the listening audience what's going on over Friday the 13th? What are you about? What happened? Sure, here? sure. So uh, Friday the 13th, uh, we are a horror podcast, and we tackle two things in every episode. We tackle horror in real life and horror in media. So horror in real life for us is stuff like politics or true crime. Um, you know, for example, in our last episode, we just covered cults. So we talked about the children of God and the Catholic church. Um, and then in horror and media, we're talking, of course, about mostly horror movies. And we make the connections between both of those topics um, so that you don't have to. And we have a lot of little fun games that we play. And it's, you know, it's, it's a blast. Um, we're, we're part of a network too called Legion Podcasts. We're so proud to bring it to people. And we we really love hearing from all of our listeners, especially our LGBT listeners, for whom we've really discovered like delivering LGBT specific content, especially in the horror community, is is really like it's really like giving people something both fun to listen to yeah. and like also like a good deal of support for them as well. We've yeah, had, we've, we've had so much fun. I think it. that we've found that, um, especially in the horror community, there's not a lot of um, LGBT voices out there. Yeah, and, no, there are not. Uh, yeah, and we we've we've found like a great little community that really has supported us. Yeah. So I mean, it's been pretty fun. It's been a know? lot of fun. Yeah, what? it really has been. Has made me so happy about you guys is that you found this vibrant community so quickly because uh, you guys I are on what episode it. eight <laughs> yeah yes yeah and you well, built this like that and i because i mean not to toot my own horn i was the granddaddy here 
Yeah. yeah. No, and you were, seriously. I was. I was the first one doing this, and even my friends didn't get it. They're like, what? Why? Why that angle? I don't get it. And I didn't know if there was a market or anything so that you guys latched into that so well and are bringing something so fresh and so new because you would think these things don't go together, real life politics and horror movies, but you guys make it work. And also you yeah. make it fun. You make oh, things. Thank you so much. You bring this political stuff and this current event stuff to the table. And yes, it's all absolutely grisly, but you make learning fun for people who don't know what's going on or need a refresher on what's going on. You make it fun. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that actually like, means a lot. Yeah, seriously. I, mean, we, I think that we kind of stress about our show more than anybody should. <laughs> and oh my so, God, yes. um, to hear that. Honey, uh, honey, that doesn't get any less as time goes on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we really appreciate that. that they, you know, we've gotten a few uh, messages over the course of this journey that have really, you know, tugged at the heartstrings. And yep. That, yeah, that means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was one of the things that shocked me too. Like immediately, not immediately, but when, once people started to find it and you start getting these emails like, wow, I'm in the middle of nowhere. You're the only gay person I know. Yeah, I yep. felt so alone before this. I'm going, I'm just doing this stupid little podcast, but it's a lifeline for you. And yeah. suddenly you realize you actually have some responsibility and some time totally. that you yeah. didn't know that you had. And so good for you. I'm so proud of you guys. Thank you. Thank you and you know, we, we, we really want to say thank you to you. I mean, I think that you were one of the first people that reached out and really helped us with, um, with sound. the eternal yes. problem of podcasts that is sound <laughs> and, you know, gave us a lot of really great advice and really gave us the podcast that we are today. Listen, I do not offer my fairy podfather services to everybody. <laughs> I don't. There's only one other show I do that for. And that yeah. is my, yeah, the show I just forgot the name of. That one, they're great. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll fix this in post. Uh, Killing Your Darlings, where Kristen and Dan, who are also guesting oh, on sure. the podcast. And because both of these shows, I mean, Grant, and I know both of them, but I said, you guys are onto something here and you just need a little uh, tweak here and uh, here because I know what, uh, over time, I know what will make people turn a show off in 30 seconds. Yeah, totally. And the first thing there is sound and knowing when I was, no, like, they don't care. They don't care. Your show's fucking great. You should go listen to it. Not now though. <laughs> Yo, you know what? Before we get on the subway ride that we're going to take, you know, I just help yourself to the buffet I spread out. You know, oh. this, yeah, this, all you can eat, you. rye bread and muffins. Mm. I love, I love a good slice of dry rye bread. Mm -hmm. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah, you know, what a diet, rye bread and muffins. I was yeah. like, what? Oh, we'll, we'll get into we'll that get into later that. Yeah. because I thought that was going to be a much bigger part of the movie right. than what it became. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, there's plenty to go there. Okay, so the movie that we're talking about is End of the Line, a Canadian movie that was out in 2007, which even though it's 11 years old, seems terrifyingly relevant right now and actually tied in with your last episode yeah no seriously and i didn't i didn't do i didn't pick it because of that i said you know what these guys deserve this one no i'm glad that you uh that we didn't know about this movie because it would have been really hard not to pick this movie for our last yeah episode. i mean we, we we would have had to have done this yeah, for sure totally. it fits in perfectly okay since you two are the guests and you can battle out who's going to do it, I need you to provide me with a 30-second elevator speech plot summary of End of the Line, oh, starting man. now. All right, so we meet Karen. She is a nurse at a, uh, a 
hospital or a mental facility. And she's been having dreams that there's these crazy people out there. She gets on a train and uh, she is met with some cult members that all have a fever for some reason. And they get a message saying, uh, you need to kill everybody, save them, save the people from these crazy things. And they go on a killing spree. We meet a couple of other characters. They go off and try to... Ah, damn it. <laughs> that's, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Plot summary, elevator speech. You know, okay, that's something you guys got to learn too. If you got a picture, sure, you got to do it in oh 30 God. seconds or less. <laughs> yeah, if, if, and listeners, if you ever listen to our podcast, you will learn that we are the absolute worst at it. It takes yeah. us sometimes <laughs> like five minutes to just tell you what the movie's about. But I think some people find that charming. Hopefully you Hopefully, do too. Yeah. <laughs> I live to use my, but do you know how long it's been since I've used my buzzer? <laughs> don't talk I, I wait think- I, not that buzzer stop it <laughs> stop it i'm not going to defend myself to the person who named his computer delia who knows what he calls his buzzer i'm they don't know what we're talking about but that's okay you'll find out <laughs> patreons will know what i'm talking about patrons now. Delia deeds. <laughs> okay yeah so on a particular night on the night of a full moon and an eclipse People riding the subway are finding themselves hunted and killed by a group of crazed cult members because they think it's the apocalypse and the demons are coming. Wackiness ensues. Man, that's much better. You know what? Yes. Wackiness ensues always just like will cover the last two thirds of your movie. <laughs> other other duties as assigned. Well, and I, I have to tell you, before this morning, uh, Maddie thought he had seen the entire movie. And he was like, oh, yeah. yeah, it was only an hour long. Yeah, so the, fi- <laughs> the file that I was looking at on Dropbox, for whatever reason, it only went up to an hour. And so oh, that's weird. I watched it and I was like, oh, oh, well, oh, oh, did you well, watch that's, that's terribly watch- abrupt. Yeah, if you watch things directly on Dropbox, they only let you watch for an hour. Um, yeah, so I had to be so like, I, uh, I finished gotta download it. I, sh- I, I, need to, I need to thank you for reminding me. I gotta tell the other guests that. <laughs> so he was like, uh, so that ending was kind of weird. I'm like, oh, I know. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, you don't, you don't know the actual. Yeah. So I made so him then, watch it. So then I, I Maddie, learned, I learned Maddie. the real ending. Oh, Maddie, good thing you're pretty. Yeah. I know. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all I have. And are we, <laughs> just as a uh, FYI to your audience, are we doing spoilers or no? We'll keep it general. We'll hit like favorite scenes and we'll talk okay. up to a point. But then to a point, I'm going to say beyond here lie spoilers because things do have to be discussed. Yep. All right. Perfect. Okay. Great. So this movie is directed by a guy named Maurice Devereaux. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Morris Devereaux based on the, uh, the uh, making of video that I watched. That's how he pronounces it. And it's out of Canada and he's French and he speaks French and English and he's hot. Oh, really? But the up. thing I was, the, uh, the boys were late. The, apparently parking in Chicago is a problem, which I can identify sorry, with. Of course. Uh-huh, no problem. You have cars. What? Okay. But anyway, um, <laughs> I got to do it a little bit more on IMDb while I was waiting for them. And I realized that Maurice Devereaux has only directed a few films and written a few films. And one of them, is a Scream Queens legend. One of the most popular episodes and one of the most popular movies that we've talked about. He also directed Slashers from 2001. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Which is a totally different goofy movie. Oh, and the whole, the, We're the, looking at the cover art right now. It's actually a ton, of, <laughs> it's a ton of fun if you watch it in the right way. And everybody knows this was the movie with the girl with the tits that cried. 
Oh. <laughs> no, no. The whole movie, you're waiting for this, this girl's running around topless, but you can't see anything. And one of the, the killers oh in it is try, trying to get her to show her tits. And she's just like, fine, you want to see them here? And you do. And you're like, oh, no. Oh. But, but <laughs> it, it looks like Morris Devereaux has <clears throat> only done horror, correct? Yeah, that's all he's done. And this was wow. his last movie. He hasn't done anything since this. I'm really surprised. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised that this movie doesn't get talked about more because it, before I mean, this, not, I, I hadn't heard of it. I, I had no, never heard of this movie. Nobody's heard of this movie. And uh, kids, I, I mean, I was going to like not say anything until you said something. This movie is fucking amazing. It's so disturbing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it is. I was, even within the first like five minutes, I, I, I uh, was watching this on our little like laptop thing with yeah. headphones and I like physically jumped in the first five minutes. Well, and yeah. I, I, I think it's especially scary if you're a city dweller yeah, and you're totally. somebody who commutes on trains. I mean, this is, yes. I mean, being, being on a train in the subway or, or in Chicago, you know, in the, in the underground, like when you're, when you're on a train below ground, you are really, really vulnerable to so many mm-hmm. things. And this movie really plays on that. Yeah. And it really works very well. Cause I, all of the jumps in this movie for me worked. Yeah. I jumped at all of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say, though, in the within like the first 15 minutes, there's about five jump scares. I'm like, oh my okay, God, yeah. like, let's, like, let's yeah, they, settle into this movie a little I bit. I have an anxiety problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. They <laughs> front, they, well, granted, they front load the jump scares, but don't rely on them for most of the movie. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, they're, that's they're, they're, they're executed the way jump scares should be executed. Yeah, totally. As in, you just, don't get, dan it, 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 dan it. Silence. We were just commenting though. Silence. On, uh, count one, two, three. Jump. You can yeah. like you can time them out now. There's a rhythm to them, and if you know the rhythm, they're not scary anymore. It's like, and it's gonna be quiet for three seconds. One, two, three. Boom. Yeah. Well, we were commenting though. Um, the opening music is a lot like uh, Clue. I mean, it's like that. Yep. Like <laughs> I yep. loved it. Yep. I love the music for this. I was really listening to it this time because it's all. It's mostly. St- uh, violins and cellos, mm-hmm. which adds gravitas to the whole thing, which it needs because yeah, we're dealing with big issues in this movie. I mean, apart from some of the acting, I mean, this movie's pretty fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I what agree. I was going to say about the acting as well, like sometimes I'd be like, that's the scene is kind of. It's hit or miss. Hit or I miss mean, with the acting, but when it came, came down to everybody's big scene, everybody delivers. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's an ensemble cast. There are a billion characters, and almost all of them have a moment to really shine. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a really good point. Yeah, I think Which the only funny. actor that I was continuously <laughs> not liked with was the uh, the main blonde villain rapey guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, can I tell on, you? Can I tell you? I never come across movie characters ever. Very, very rarely named Patrick, <laughs> and that's that one, <laughs> and it's this one. <laughs> Great because I've noticed patterns, Patrick. like like you know, my ex partner was Brad. So every time there was a movie with a Brad in it, I would start making fun of him, and I realized, huh? Every time there's a Brad in the movie, he's either the coolest person on the planet or the biggest douche. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. My one my ex fiance's my my ex fiance's name is Ben. And now whenever I meet a Ben or see a Ben on TV or any sort of Ben thing, I'm like, no, it's just not going to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I already I, hate I can't you. even look at you. Yeah. And I think so, uh, Andrew is such a 1980s name. Oh, my God. Like nobody's totally. named Andrew anymore. Yes. <laughs> so. Andrew. I don't know. Well, maybe Hamilton will bring it back. Oh, maybe. it's Alexander. Never mind. 
Well, it's same, <laughs> we'll same fix that in post. <laughs> Andrew Hamilton. <laughs> I'm dumb. I really enjoyed the main girl in this, though. Yeah, uh, no, I, actually, I liked almost the whole cast. I mean, we got Buff Guy, you know, we got... Oh, my... Yeah, her name is Alona Elkin, and she, she works a lot, but it's nothing I've ever heard of, so I'm guessing it's a lot of Canadian TV. So good yeah. for her. But it's yeah, um, Neil Napier, the guy, the buff guy you were talking about, he does, he works a lot as well, but he does a ton of voice work for video games. If you've played oh. any of the Assassin's Creed games, you've mm-hmm. played with Neil Napier. That's oh. awesome. No, and, I, I, he was and, one of those people that I saw that I was like, I know I've seen you in stuff, but I can't quite place it. Yeah, he also played rugby. He was a professional rugby player. Oh, hello. And, yeah, Not a problem for me. And uh, like for those of you who've seen Slashers and know how much we idolized all the Slashers in Slashers, he was Preacher Man and Chainsaw Charlie. So, Allison, I just told Allison Dwacky from that episode that I just saw Chainsaw Charlie in another movie and, like, her panties flew through the internet and hit me in the face. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when I said him her panties, I'm like, and he's hot. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, I was like, physically upset when I thought he was going to die at the beginning. <laughs> I was like, no, don't kill him yet. <laughs> what, what's, what's the guy's name that wears the ringer tee through the, through the movie and he gets – and he Her main love interest? They're, they, are, they are in flagrante delecto on the train. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, he, oh. he looks like – oh, my gosh. Was that John? Uh, was yeah, that his name is John. So I thought he was so cute. The entire he was super cute and he had a Paul Rudd thing going on. Yeah, yeah yes, totally, yes, totally. Thank you. The other thing I really, uh, what, on a rewatch, I s- said, this guy knows how to write women horror characters. Yeah, no, yeah, all really of these women are tough. Even, even Crying Girl has her moments. Mm-hmm. That, girl, you know, are you she, talking about the girl that's in the cult? Spoiler. Oh. Oh, we didn't say which one. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, she's, yeah, that the, is a member of the cult who's reluctant. Yes. Who's not taking part in what's going on, which we haven't gotten into yet. When she has moments when she's cornered, she doesn't turn into crying girl. She fights. Yeah. And Same I with the, uh, I did love the evolution of the, the Asian woman. From uh, Julie. Being, yeah. Uh, yeah. From her being kind of this uh, timid. I'm timid, I'm, you know, reluctant to fight back against my uh rapist and you yeah. like basically badass bitch with a hammer <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so mostly this is following the story of karen uh, karen yeah karen. karen who is a, a doctor or she works at some sort of mental facility and they are on overload yeah people are going crazy like not going crazy like crazy but we meet it's her a, first it's a full on the moon, subway. there's an eclipse this movie kicks off with a fantastic nightmare scene Oh, oh my god, god. Yes. yeah like i and honestly honestly one of the best i've ever seen yeah like it was it was so well executed did not expect it, it I, I thought it was brilliant i, I really did yeah uh-huh. no i thought the and beginning I, I i was in for a treat after i saw this beginning <laughs> well when you watch it again you'll start if you which i'm sure you will you'll start to notice things there are so many layers going on in this movie that they don't point out Hmm. Yeah, I need to watch that. I, I honestly kind of I wanted to watch this again before she's this on when she's on the subway. She's looking at an envelope, mm-hmm. like a big manila envelope. And the words written on the envelope are clavicep, purpurea, ergot. What is that? Did you tra- did you look up the translation? Uh huh. What is, what is it? It's not a translation. Clavicep purpurea is a disease. Oh. Caused by the ingestion of the uh, uh, ergot, which is uh, a fungus, oh. which, which grows on rye bread. 
that's been stored improperly. Oh, come on. Hold on a second. And it, ergot poisoning is suspected to have been responsible for both the seizures and the religious mania that caused the Salem witch trials. Shut up. Oh, my, oh my God. Okay, did not I – mean, okay, so I remember seeing those words on the envelope, mm-hmm. and I, I just thought it was, like, the names of, of like, cult members or something. Uh-huh. That blows my mind right now. That is so smart. That detail is – Hence, the muffins. Yeah. Because I did think, like, uh, I thought all along that um, the muffins were somehow – a part of this and it didn't really ever pay off like in the actual plot oh, they now do. that you're saying that they do that but you yeah. when you come back to it from another angle you're like well wait a minute this casts a whole other shadow of what is wow. going on here holy funk yeah well done well done morris Devereaux. well yeah. done uh-huh and and they, they they reference it several times to the movie like when you first meet julie the asian girl we we're just talking about she's got her headphones on in the subway and she's jamming out singing along with the song mm-hmm and she sings, tonight we're going to dance in St. Anthony's Fire. Wow. St. Anthony's Fire is the other name for ergot poisoning because it was also famous for wiping out a monastery. Oh, my God. In Europe. Let's form a choir. Let's jump into the pyre. Bring on the witches. Bring on the saints. Because tonight we're going to burn in St. Anthony's Fire. Wow, this movie is so much more deep than I'm giving it credit for. Yeah, like, no, now, no, so now they, I really do want to go back and really pick these things out. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's just well, we're at the hospital. We're just establishing that this craziness, and there's an eclipse tonight, and there's a full moon. So clearly, shit, this is like getting in line because you're also getting the little, you know, twenty-four style time code things letting yeah, you know we're counting yeah. down to something bad. I just wanted to point it out. I was sad he wasn't in the movie more, but I'm also glad he wasn't because he didn't die or we didn't see him die. But there was that little like there was there was a there was that intern cuddle monkey. It was oh, a bigger a bear guy. Was like, hey, why is he so cute? I was just want to like squeeze him. <laughs> he was he was totally cute. Well, and there's like a great there's a great like friend dynamic amongst the coworkers yeah. at the hospital that you never really get more of. And I right. thought that they were gonna be more part of the plot. But. Right, but there's another great jump scare at the hospital. Yeah. I mean, this this thing is definitely like we said, front loaded with jump scares. Because and then we well, finally settle into it. Yes, uh, we also very briefly meet this character named Vivian Lee, and for a while there was like seven movies I saw in a row that had an Asian character named Vivian Lee. And I'm sorry if your character is named Vivian Lee and she's not starring in Gone with the Wind or Streetcar Named Desire. Right? I've got a problem. Why did you build the name of one of the most famous actresses ever? <laughs> Yeah, so is that the girl that we see throw herself in front of the train? Yes. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's, that's, that scene, I, so there, there, it's very interesting about that scene. I, I had never seen this movie before, but I had seen that scene in like scariest- Oh, had you? Like, yeah, like scariest scenes like on YouTube, like oh, that kind okay. of stuff. Interesting. And I never knew what it was from. And finally when we were watching this, I was like, oh, but I do have a question about that scene. Is she hallucinating? Is it like, because they say that she wasn't ready to leave the hospital, but- Here's my thing. Know. Okay, uh, since we're going to go here, there is an argument. You know, since in this movie, there is the, the, what do they call it? The church, there's a religious organization called the Voice of the Eternal Hope that we keep seeing referenced in posters and these like little mm-hmm. side references to them. Yeah, and, it's laid on a little thick. <laughs> and they're, they're a little fundraiser where you, can, you, a muffin, you know, take a muffin and leave a donation. 
and you see people eating muffins throughout the movie and people making mm-hmm. comments about the muffins. So we know there's something up with the muffins, but we never know what, but now you do. I'm glad you pointed that out because I did not get the reference. But, and um, that leads to a whole nother level of- So yeah, people, people argue like, so is, oh, okay, now we're getting into spoiler territory. I'm, tread carefully. Yeah, I do have to tread carefully. You know what, fine. We're going to put a pin in that. Yeah, come back I mean, it. It's, well, it's just, it's just that's crazy. crazy. 2007, so go see it. You know, speaking <laughs> of muffins, the, the the mention of muffins in this this makes me think about this this old character in Chicago and this in is Friday a, the Thirteenth Part Two. Yeah, uh huh. Right. So yeah. So like in, in Chicago though, when yeah, when I when I first moved here, we would always go to this bar called Danny's and Danny's muffins. Uh huh. And so there was this lady called Shirley the Muffin Lady. And surely the muffin lady would literally walk from bar to bar with a basket of muffins on her arm uh-huh. and she would sell them for 10 bucks each. They were worth 10 bucks because they were all pot muffins. Oh, okay. Amazing. And you ate one and you like could sing all night and be crazy and ridiculous. On a whole nother so, level. Yeah, it was so much fun. You muffins always God? Like up. Did you see God, Andrew? Is that what I think so. God through her muffin? Sometimes I did. I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. I, I see the connection. Well, it just calls into question how much of what's happening in this is really happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I think that that, I mean, not to go right to the ending, but that maybe is part of the ending. I, and let, I me think, say, I let me just say, since this is front loaded at the beginning, we see these demons both in Karen's nightmare at the beginning and mm-hmm. stalking Vivian Lee at the subway station yes. that have flesh that's partially grown over their eyes and over their mouths. Yeah, and look, can I uh, preface it, your for your I, listeners really quick? Mm-hmm. Don't look up the box art for this. Yeah, like, don't I agree. don't look at it no. because it gives away something that you don't want to know yeah, until agree. you watch them. Agree. I agree. I agree. If they're hallucination, people are having hallucinations of the same thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. I'm gonna say no. Okay. I'm gonna say what's happening is happening. I kind of like that, the idea that it's all mania, though. I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like that you have sort of an option, right? Yeah. I, I like that, you know, knowing now about the, the rye bread and the muffins, you know, knowing that that's a possibility or knowing that it's that working in conjunction with what could be real demons right here, right now. Ah, spoiler. <laughs> that, that is? Oh, it is. Oh, God, sorry, Patrick. No, it's okay. No, this is why, uh, this is fine. This is a tough one to talk about. It's just like, because, yeah, it could be fueling, these muffins could be fu- enough to fuel Right, sure. This kind of religious mania and also these things that people are seeing. Mm-hmm. And why the, the cult members themselves are saying, I keep seeing Satan. Satan's after me. He's under yeah. attack because they're having hallucinations from these muffins that they've been stuffing down because he's had this religious leader has had his followers fasting for three days on nothing but uh, rye bread and muffins. Right. Yes, exactly. And I'm sure if they made muffins, they're making their own rye bread too. Right. <laughs> so we're making sure that everybody's getting super dosed for this big night. And there's a, they're all coming. The ones that are on the subway, they're all coming from a big gathering. Yeah. I, I did love the, uh, the, the beeper moment. <laughs> it's like, it's why a, are they all beepers? Well, there's a certain point where somebody goes, does somebody have a cell phone? And one person had one. I'm like, this is yeah. so 2007. <laughs> yep. Yeah, big time. <laughs> it's the only time there's an excuse for there's no signal. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that the beepers worked underground amazes me because we still, I still can barely get my phone to work underground. Oh, same, exactly. Well, I it mean, works uh, sometimes yeah, they say there's Wi-Fi, but they lie. The, well, the CTA actually, exp- it's and got, it's Chicago got a little Transit bit better. Authority has uh, expanded the Verizon network to be underground, yeah. so it's a little bit better for us, but not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so Karen 
is upset because she found because Vivian Lee was a patient from her and she's angry because they let her out too soon. She told mm-hmm. him not to do that. So she's upset and she finds this envelope that Vivian Lee left for her, which is the same envelope that's on the train. Yeah. Remember hallucinations at the beginning? Different writing, right? Different words. But in it, there are drawings, one of which is of witches being burned. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was going to come into it more. I thought that she, I thought that that was a premonition for Karen. I thought uh-huh. that she was going to end up getting like burned at the stake. Yeah. Essentially. yeah. But, yeah. But I did, it's just another nod. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what's in the others because there's a nice jump scare in there, which I just kind of spoiled. But it's, a nice, it's a good, especially if it's not in the pictures. But anyway, this scene is very scary, but I'm not going to spoil this one because it's well executed and never mind. Let's just keep going. So she's upset. She's just on the subway home. It's late at night. She's a lady all alone on the subway. And there's a creeper. You got a cigarette? No, I don't. Oh, come on, just one cigarette. Look, I don't have any. I don't smoke, okay? Oh, well, don't be afraid of lung cancer. You gotta live in the moment, pretty lady. <laughs> Carpet theum and shit. Enjoy it now, because I might not be here tomorrow. What you read? Look, you can have it. I'm finished. Hey, what's your name? Oh, that's all right. You don't have to tell me your name. I already know it. Cut face. Can, we tell, yeah. can you tell me about the Creeper Boys? Well, that guy. I, I, what, what is his name? Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Patrick. <laughs> God. The worst name ever. Clearly he... a villain. <laughs> Clearly a devious son of a bitch. Right. Uh, he's no he, Delia, that's for sure. He's a uh, not a friendly character. He meets Karen on the platform to the subway where he is basically trying, throughout this entire movie, he's trying to rape every single woman that's in front of her. Yeah, right. there's, there's just no way around that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you can tell that he is very sexually frustrated, and you find out later why. He's just a big old creeper, and he's yeah. ugly, and I don't like him. <laughs> and and, and I, 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 this, again, like you were saying, the subway is a terrifying place, especially that's one of those times when you're the only person there, and there's somebody yeah. frightening. Yeah. Well, and especially for women. I mean, yeah, especially that, for women. That is a place where you are susceptible to being attacked. You're and, vulnerable. Yeah, it's... And it, it's, and it shouldn't be that way, but it has evolved that way. Like yeah, that's, but, that's what it's become. And I, I think that any woman that uh, is, you know, walking alone at night, even in a parking lot, has been told their entire life, you know, hold your keys between your fingers because yeah. you should expect that someone's going to attack you. And that's not the way Have that we should be thinking. On the yeah, yeah, we should not be thinking that way. But this movie does highlight those those fears yeah exactly exactly and she gets she's trying to get away from him and she's tr- doing the right thing like trying not to engage and just walk away and fortunately there's a white knight also there on the platform <laughs> yeah big geeky mike oh he's so cute i think I, I, I am so attracted to geekiness yeah. and so i i love him uh-huh uh-huh well he's been working like crazy and actually i worked with him on something Oh, oh really? really? No way. He was in White uh, House Down. He was in Independence Day, whatever, that, Redemption, whatever that sequel was, the remake was. But he was on this sitcom called Manhattan Love Story that got canceled after four episodes. That oh, I was my on God, with him for an episode. Yeah. My episode never aired. <laughs> oh, Patrick. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, yeah, we see it right here, 2014. And I didn't recognize him. He's a lot hunkier now. Oh, all right. I'm interested. Is well, you he know, single? He's, he's, is he rich? I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know. His show got canceled. They probably exported him back to Canada. 
Thanks. Get out. <laughs> Nicholas, Bye. call Bye. me. Call me when you're back on up. No, I liked him in this movie. I, I he did a nice job of being not only like geeky, but also kind of like lovable, and like you're rooting for him and the Karen to get together. Yeah, but uh, not in like agreed. a weird way. Yeah, you know? and he wasn't he wasn't heavy handed with anything. Yeah, either, which like I he, really appreciate when she is basically so they meet on the platform and you know they have the interaction to get her away from the rapey guy, and then she's kind of like you know I, I've had a rough day. I kind of don't want to talk to anybody. I just need some alone time. Yeah. And he totally respects that. And he's totally like, no problem. Yeah, I'll be here. It's just like pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's, but yeah, exactly. And he says, and I'm just going to stay nearby just in case that guy comes back. Yeah. It's totally charming. And he, and he, once the electricity goes out on the um, train, he comes to like make sure she's okay. Yeah. Like, it's it's your classic nice guy. And in any other world, <laughs> he would probably be written off into the friend zone. <laughs> uh uh-huh. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, that guy on the subway platform, he was really rude and really creepy, but I can't stop thinking about him. Right. <laughs> maybe, I'll just, maybe I'll just go back there. Maybe he'll be back. You know, that kind of stupid stuff. Anyway, so yeah, so the, she gets back on there. They, the train comes, they get on their separate cars. And what I think was neat here, this is where you meet most of the rest of the cast. But all of the scenes they show are technically happening at the same time, but they handle that in a really clear way. Yeah. No, I did like the little time jump that they do. Yeah, several time jumps. Yeah, where you find, like, you understand, like, why the train got stopped, why Uh the electricity's out, kind of the uh, start of all the action. I really Uh liked that. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And... So you get to meet a whole bunch of other characters and there are certain people on the subway who are just really happy and they're the guys dressed, are kind of dressed, dressed similarly. <laughs> similarly, and the guys are all kind of dressed like SS officers. Oh, I didn't put that together, but yeah, I, with, now I know. With, yeah. with really bad ties. I just got to yeah. get over it. They're brown shirts. And at a certain point, mayhem starts breaking out and technically it's all happening at the same time. So we keep jumping back in time, but you never lose where you are. Like they, the way these scenes are filmed, they don't use the same tricks to tell you this is happening at the same time. Right. No, I, it, it uses um, blackout as kind of the transition. And I, I thought that was handled really well. Right. Yeah. Or it'll be something like there'll be, uh, there'll be two characters sitting there having a conversation as the train's pulling into a station and you see Karen and Mike on right. the platform about to get on. So you're like, oh, we just went back in time. Yeah, or you hear like, or you'll hear that, or you'll hear the same the conductor PA reco- yeah. uh, announcement or something like that. It's all right. they don't use the same trick every time, but it's really smoothly handled. And as a filmmaker, I'm like, that's a neat trick to, to pull yeah. off. Yeah, I, I love that conductor moment because I think we've all been on the subway where they're making announcements, and you're like, Jesus Christ! Like, I cannot understand what they're saying. Yeah, Why seriously, you, this is the day and age of technology, and you can't upgrade those damn speakers. <laughs> So, Patrick, when did you first see this film? This movie, it was a while ago. It was probably 2009. I had just started listening to the Night of Living podcast. Oh, okay. Podcast, who are my fairy podfathers, even though they're not getting Oh, they were my very first podcast I ever listened to. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They're the first one I fell in love with. Yeah. It was them and, um, oh, God, I'm blanking. Bloody Good Horror. Sure. The, the, sure, sure. Yeah. I know them well. They're all good people. They covered the movie and they just said, we, like, don't, they cover, they talked about it in the vaguest way possible. And Freddie was just like, don't Google it. Right. Don't watch a trailer. Don't read about it. Just watch it. Yeah. And that's why I was so happy that you sent this to us and I didn't look up anything. Yeah. yeah. And I just watched it and I was, 
honestly completely caught off guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it sort of makes me nostalgic for like 2007 because that's sort of the way that it was then. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't have an iPhone in 2007. I didn't, I wasn't constantly on my phone or on a screen looking things up. I just went and watched stuff. Yeah, and uh-huh. I, I sort of miss just going to be like pleasantly surprised at things mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. now I feel like any film that I see. I know everything about it before I watch. It's like I've watched the movie without watching it. Yeah, I have to actively not follow things. Like I'm yeah, not yeah. following anything about Halloween. Right. Yeah. Right. No, right. Same. It's like it's not it's, watching the trailer. I don't want to know. I'm like I give also me, you're not missing much. <laughs> give me one trailer, and then I will decide if I want to see it or if I don't want to see it. You don't have to jam it down my throat. <laughs> it's true it's true anyway back to the movie yeah, sure, um, sure, sure. sorry Tangent. So while, while while the movie is stopped these people who are spread throughout different cars you know there's just, they're all coming home from we find out from this religious group that we've been introduced to the ones with the muffins the voice of hope that are raising money to help kids on crutches yeah that they're like oh it's so good to see the reverend yes it was so yeah empowering to hear him speak and then beepers start going off and then and the they, murders they, begin. Not your drug dealer. And the murders begin. And honestly, I, I didn't. So considering this was 2007, I didn't know what to expect on the level of gore. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, big time. Holy shit. This movie is gory as hell and it's all practical. And every yeah. effect is more ghoulish than the last. And there is no bars hold, like held. It no. is right in your face. Yeah. Stabbing women, stabbing pregnant people, stabbing everything. Yeah. It is not fun. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a great movie, but it is not a fun one. It's not a party movie. You will kill your party. Right. Literally. Yeah, you don't want to, this is not like a, so I, I think that we all have those movies like, hey, you know, throw a couple back or, you know, pick your favorite poison and have fun with a movie. This is not that movie. This yeah. is definitely not that movie because this, this, subway car is a bloodbath instantly and jumping back a bit mike mike comes looking for her looking for karen because she's alone so they're together and then this older woman joins them mm-hmm. she was scared i hope i'm not interrupting any panky panky but i was all alone back there it's all right ma'am you can come join us yeah yeah the more the merrier thank god i was a little scared i heard voices outside and i saw a strange man walking on the track He wasn't a train worker. Didn't look like. She's like, oh, I'm just so happy to find other people. And she's this nice, kind old woman until her beeper goes off. Right. All right, now. Now put the knife down. You don't want to hurt anybody else or yourself now, do you? I'm sorry. But it's for your own good, my children. You must be safe. Right That's the, the first one, right? That's the yeah. first person that you get the, the beeper moment with. Yeah, she reaches in her purse, takes out a crucifix, which, by the way, the bottom of it was a huge-ass knife, and stabs Mike in the back. And I had to say, at this point, I got a little concerned because although the props got better with everybody else, her knife prop looks horrible. Yeah. 
it looks like a couple things in here that you see that are um if they probably had more money it would probably look better but of uh, course of course but i think the the budget for this was like 200k so i mean if they didn't have a lot of money yeah oh my god they did but but i think i think that for that they did a really great job because the makeup alone in this movie for i mean for you all you'll see the makeup alone though was really well done mm-hmm. so i was i was very and not to mention like the the entire aesthetic of the movie i think is well done everything is is really put together very well the subway scenes are really well shot yeah, all, all, all the train yeah. cars are are fantastic like it was uh, they did a great job oh you're getting a little crackly so i don't know if you want to check your wires for a second oh, let's check one second here give us a moment the internet what are you going to do Huh. Um, yeah, I, I think it. I think it must just be the internet connection right now because everything is. Yeah, there's nothing we could do about that. So we'll just sucks. continue on like everything's fine. But anyway, I said that night that prop knife is really stupid, and then she started using it, and I shut up <laughs> because immediately the yeah. effects are this over bitch the top. Is savage. <laughs> And savage, and I'm like, what the what? What the what? Holy sh- what? Yeah. <laughs> normally, in a movie like this, the night you just need a oh, one little stab and like a couple of drops. Nuh-uh. there's like gallons <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, that part was a little over the top. Like she stabs him once, and like a gallon of blood goes on the window. <laughs> <laughs> it was needed. I'd say, I mean, yeah, it was over the top, but it definitely set the tone of what you're in for. Oh, yeah, totally. And the same thing is going on all over the train. People are being butchered left and right, and it's horrifying. Yeah, and I will say there was a sense of dread to where you didn't know who was going to be your main cast. Like, uh, you're like, is this Asian woman going to make it? Is this hunky guy going to make it? Like, who's going to be our cast here? Because there's a a ton of people that get disposed of really quick. right. Yeah. And what I think is neat, too, is even with the cult members, mm-hmm. you get to know them. And that's what makes this movie so effective, that it's an ensemble piece all the way around. All these people on the train, maybe not the ones who die right away, but everybody gets their moment to shine. Everybody gets their moment. But you, but you get inside everybody's head a little bit. So when they die, it, it means, means something. something. Yeah, yeah I totally. And it means a lot because they all die fucking horribly. Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, I mean, we'll get to it, but I mean, there's even kid death in this. Yeah. You know? like, yeah it's, I mean, it's brutal as hell. <laughs> yeah. it, it really, it takes you through that, that whole panoply of, of what death could be in a situation and you really have to deal with it. Yeah. It's, I, think it's, I think it's well done. It's very uh-huh. I agree. I agree. I know, I know one thing too about this film that makes it so effective right now, I think, is that like, you know, you know we, we talk about horror in real life all the time. And I think, you know, what's, what scares me about this movie is that I, th- I think it's something that actually like, like could happen, you know? And um, so like, especially with today's like fundamentalism that you mm-hmm. find in politics and religion mm-hmm. and, and, and that it's on the rise. Yeah. And racist sensibilities and, mm-hmm. you know, and white supremacy. Like this is a story that like, you know, given a few little changes here and there, like this could be you one day on right. the subway in Chicago or in New York. Okay, so listeners, listeners, a couple of days ago, I sent the boys a message. I had just finished rewatching this because we were supposed to record this on Thursday, but that's not the point right now. (laughs) Maddie had to work. Work, bitch. (laughs) He had to work. But that's fine. That's fine. I'm not, and then he was late. Whatever. Whatever. I'm not judging. Anyway. It's me. I'm sorry. He made an entrance. Deal with it on the daily. Just remember that. (laughs) He made an entrance. But. Right after I finished watching this movie, I was going into town 
and to because I live out in Queens, and so you have to go under the river on the subway. And while we're in the tunnel under the river, the train stop, Ugh, and we were stuck believe. there for forty five minutes. Jesus, yeah. And I texted them while I was there. I'm like, I'm sitting here on the subway. I've been here for forty five minutes, and if I hear one beeper go off, I'm just gonna start throwing bows. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm not gonna ask any questions. Fuck it. And they were like, What? I'm like, You'll get it. You'll understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know now. But uh, just to go back to the whole subway being terrifying thing, I like to go on weird outings. Like when there's some kind of theater event that's you know a little different, I will go to it. This was a walking tour mm-hmm. where you got uh, headphones and you were yep. guided by this computer host who doesn't like you. Oh. <laughs> and it turns out other people, like the other people in the group are hearing different things. And at certain points, like the, the computer voice is turning you against each other. Like, do you see oh my number God. 17? That's crazy. I don't think number 17 likes you. <gasps> or just, I really it, like it, this idea. It was contemplating humanity. It's like, I don't understand you at all. <laughs> I want to do this. You, you need to walk faster. You don't want to be the ones on the ends of the group. Oh my God. Nature, the ones on the end of the group are the ones who fall prey to predators. Am I correct? <laughs> and only certain people are getting these messages? No, we're all getting mostly the same thing. But every now and then, when we were talking afterwards, people were told different things. Oh, That's my so gosh. Cool. But at that one point, really we're, we were on the subway. We started in Brooklyn, and we were coming back to New York. And she's like, I do not understand your subterranean travel. You've, <gasps> you've dug yourself into a hole. You are right now hundreds of feet beneath the ground where you naturally so cool. don't belong. Why do humans do this? Why do you continue to go to places you that nature has dictated you do not belong? Okay, this, what, this, is well, new, this is our new psychic in Chicago. No what, one's out of this here what, yet. What would happen if the train stopped mm. right now while you're under this deep underground and the lights went out? What if it never started again? <laughs> Take a moment to look at the other people in the group. Yeah. Who do you think would be expendable? God. As you like all look around at each other and like everyone's like, uh, Who do you, you think is looking at you? <laughs> so I'm thinking that too. I'm like, I'm 300 feet under a fucking river right now. I'm not yeah. supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think uh, I know that Maddie was involved in a train accident a couple of, you know, yeah, years actually, back. Were you? Yeah, it's actually funny. It was in 2007 when this movie that's came a, out. That's hilarious, Maddie. Yeah, in Chicago. The, not, uh, not, the, it was the funniest train accident I was no, ever in. That was look, a weird way look, to phrase it, Maddie. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I mean, look, looking back now, I do laugh at it. But in 2007, all of our train lines here are, are named after colors. So we have the blue line. And I was taking the blue line back to, um, back to my apartment. And when we were underground, um, the car behind us, there was an explosion on, on the last car. And uh, the train rocked off the tracks and derailed. And uh, we were all stuck in the tunnel. And that, that, that was a day that I definitely looked at my situation. And I looked at this big wall of smoke that was barreling toward me in a train car. And I definitely thought, holy shit, I'm going to die right now. Uh-huh. And my literally that thing that they say, like your light flashing before your eyes, that actually did happen. And then all of a sudden, my survival instincts just kicked into gear. And I grabbed these two ladies behind me, and we all told each other our names, and we hopped out of the car onto the side wall of the tunnel. Wow. And we all had to walk out. I mean, and 
I can't remember how far we walked, but we walked a very long time until the fire department finally came down. No matter but how we, far it was, it's going to feel a million times longer than it oh actually was. Yeah. And, you know, and just like in this film, I mean, it was, it was totally dark. You don't know where you are. You, you don't, you, you don't like know which way you don't know where North is and it freaks you out. Yeah. And you just can't, well, the, the thought that you're going to be stuck down there forever where the oxygen is low, yeah. where you can't see any lights, it scares the ever-living fuck out of you. Well, and you also have the added concern of don't step on the third rail. because The third know. rail and rats and people who live down there yeah, <laughs> and stuff like that. It's all scary stuff. And this is kind of where I want to uh, leave the plot a bit because yeah. the survivors, they have to take to the tunnels. It's a fight to survival. It's a fight to get above ground. Will they make it? I don't know because this is the end of the line for most of them. <laughs> Let me know what you want us to go to because there's one death that I was like physically upset about. <laughs> I was just about to. I was just about to. One thing I wanted to say, this is weird. When I was rewatching it this time, I could have sworn that muscle guy, uh, Neil, mm-hmm. I could have sworn there was a scene where he came out. We said, I, I, have, to get, I have to get home to my boyfriend. I could have sworn that was in there. It's not in there. So I think that I just wished it in there. That's okay. I do that all the time with, with every Zac Efron movie. It's fine. I realize that. I realize that. But the fact that I was so firmly committed to this belief, I'm like, well, where's that scene? I'm like, rewinding? I'm like, it's not here. It Where didn't happen. It, it didn't happen. That scene never happened. We believe you, Patrick. We believe you. So he's gay for me. That character's gay for me. And for us. And uh, always, yes, please. He didn't say he, listeners, he's gay. He didn't say he wasn't. <laughs> he just said he had to get home to his family. Yes. Mm-hmm. His yeah, triad. That, that was the... Uh, he had to get home to his triad. That was the... <laughs> that was the death I was most upset about because I was like, God damn it, he almost gets there and then fucking bitch comes behind him. That old lady, that old lady is terrifying. One of the things that she says, there's a part where they're all holed up in a... in one like, I don't know, some... It's like a rail station. Maintenance, a maintenance room. This is the first one. Maintenance room where they meet more characters for the, for the, for the meat grinder. And the believers are trying to get in, and the woman's pounding on the door. And the thing is, these people are being so nice about it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, being so nice about you. killing it. We're trying to save you. We need to send you home to God. Because what they're saying is, when you learn from me, when they're talking to each other, that the, the end is coming now. And mm-hmm. you have to send as many people home to God now as you can because everyone's still alive when the demons rise right. are doomed. Yeah. So they genuinely think that they're, they're saving, saving people. people. Mm-hmm. And she's, it's this, she's leaning on the door and she's yelling through the door, but the, it's a shot from underneath. So it's like, so her face is kind of all distorted from gravity. It's a very scary mm-hmm. shot. And she's just like, listen well, my children. If you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you will open this door and let us do God's holy work. Open your hearts to God and you will be saved. Open your heart to God. And I thought, literally. They literally want to open your heart to God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what they've been doing all night. And it gave me the oogie boogies. In another movie, at another time, I would have giggled about that. Mm -hmm. I didn't giggle here. It's it's it, it's borderline with this movie. There yeah. there's some over the top moments with the cult members where you're like, oh come on, but it doesn't it doesn't quite get there. Like they they ride that line very seriously where yeah. you're you're borderline, but never quite goes to comic. Yeah, Agreed. 
Yeah. The thing that amazes me about this movie is that given the number of deaths in it, Mm -hmm. you never get numb to them. Every death is just as shocking and upsetting as the last one. And to be honest with you, the, you know, the people that quote unquote live, you, you don't know who those people are going to be. You know, it, it does a great job of carving out characters. It does yes. a great job of giving you enough to hold on to each and every character and care about them. Yeah, which is so rare in horror movies mm-hmm. these days. Normally, they've, uh, so many movies these days make characters that are deliberately obnoxious and yeah, thin totally. so that they're just disposable. And to have characters that are this richly written Given the amount of screen time some of them have, like I'm thinking some of the cult members, there's one who's a little bit reluctant. That whole mm-hmm. plot line is really interesting. Yeah. Well, and I think we need to talk about. Um, I mean, I mean the guy. I meant the guy because there's also one among the group who's, yeah. who's not participating, but there's one who is participating who doesn't want to, and there's lots of levels going on with him. But it, like, it, I don't want to do it. Like it's, uh, you can see in his face that he is horrified by what they are doing, but he knows that if he doesn't participate, then they're going to kill him. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we get the one guy who has the wife that's in the cult. Oh, the, 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 the subway worker. Frankie. Some, Frankie. We, we went somewhere with that character that I was yes. not expecting. That was and, jaw-dropping. Yeah. That whole because, scene was jaw-dropping, and they put a button on it. Oh, my effing God. That, and then they put a button on the button. Oh. And this is a spoiler territory, and I hope you know what I'm talking about. And if you've seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. When the hand closes. Yep. Like, you didn't need to do that. I was already shocked, and I was right. already horrified. I did not need to see the last moments of that character ooze out of them. <laughs> I have not seen a uh, death like that yeah. since yeah. remake that was, oof, yikes. And considering one of those characters, we literally just, two of those characters, technically, we just met. Yep. And I was horrified for them. <laughs> yep. I mean, and I mean, we can we can kind of speculate, but you know, what is actually going on here? You know, is are are there? We're going to come back. Okay, okay. We're going to come back. What I want to do, what I want to do, we'll play high point, low point. Okay. Okay. Like, what was your favorite pool? Who was your favorite character? What was your favorite part? Um, Or not the favorite or the most impactful part? Uh, I think for me, high point is Karen. I, I think that she does a great job of carrying the movie mm-hmm. and making us really like her. Yes. Um, I think but really the high point for her character is the end. I, and I don't want to say what the end is. We'll but get there. Well, yeah. Her reactions and, and, and the very end scene, her acting there, I think is just like, Spot on. Agreed. I agree. And, you know, for for me, I I I really love that John because he's so cute. He's um, but also, I I love I love Mike for all the reasons that we've already discussed, right? I, I think he's just he's a he's a well written character. Yeah, well, the geeky, yeah, geeky love interest more than hero. So. Right, right. Which I I just think is really charming and fun, and and it's hard to find that I think. And then you know, f- favorite moments for me, I think. Um, like I've already said, the 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 first opening nightmare moment, I just yeah. think is is seriously so well done. I was scared. Yeah, I, so was I. And I think though, in general, like in general for me, the whole movie as a moment for me is really great because mm-hmm. what I like to think about watching this movie is, man, what if what if the cult is right? 
like what if what if they're not lying Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean and like that's the thing is Sometimes, you know, your enemies, you want to keep them away from you, of course, and you you don't want to believe in anything that they're saying, but wouldn't it be terrifying in real life if if what your fucking weird fundamentalist enemies were was saying was actually true? Yeah. Right. How yeah. scary would that be? Yeah. And you're finding out at the last moment. <laughs> the last yeah, possible moment. Right? You have not been a part of the conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's scary stuff. What I wanted to go back to with Karen. This is something that's completely that's beyond her control, but something I liked about her was that she kept reminding me of other actresses in the horror genre. Totally. In the best possible way. At a certain times, she reminded me of Brink Stevens. Mm-hmm. At certain times, mm-hmm. this is not horror, but she reminded me of Meryl Streep. Oh, interesting. Like in her looks. Oh, like sometimes the camera that. angle would yeah. hit her. I'm like, she's totally Meryl right now. But for the most part, she reminded me of Jill Sholand from popcorn and stepfather and oh yeah yeah yeah. and those are three great people and she reminded me a lot of the actress that's in house of the devil i don't know if you've seen that movie yes i have yeah 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 sure Uh uh-huh yeah i have no idea what her name is but yeah you're absolutely right these are all great things i mean again not in her control but to have that popping out of me there's great things to associate totally if you're going to be the backbone of the movie which I loved. I like. I like that a lot. My favorite part. It's kind of, oh God, Jesus. It's so hard to say. You know what? Mine is in the spoiler territory. So I'm going to call it now, kids. From here on out, here there be spoilers. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> you have not seen End of the Line. Track it down. Yeah. It is not available streaming anywhere that I can find. If you yeah, have Netflix crazy. DVD like I still do, it's available there. You might even get the copy that I had. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> it's got my DNA on it. <laughs> <laughs> what? I really like the movie, okay? No, honestly, I will say. No, no your, I would say your, it's a buy. It's a buy. Yeah, I, I would say to your listeners, yeah. go on Amazon, pay the 15 bucks for the DVD. It's a, trust us, it's a blind buy. And don't look at the cover <laughs> if you can't help it. Yeah, I mean, buy it, buy it, and have the pleasure of introducing your friends to it because they're going to have the same reaction that we did after Patrick sent it to us. Yeah, and and they will thank you for it, and you will be a hero, and everyone will love you forever. Okay, so we're going to take a little break, little brief musical break, and when we come back, spoilerific. We warn you. Okay, welcome to the spoiler territory, kids. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. At about the three-quarter mark, some new characters are introduced. What are those new characters, guys? Do you know what I'm talking about? It, 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 Demons. Okay, well, I, that's not, oh, that's not like okay, three, okay, okay, three yeah, quarters. Right. That's no, like because, it, because it's spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but I mean, the like, ones you see at the like end start showing up in the movie. Well, whatever it is, whatever it is. I, did, I don't do math, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the other side of the brain. Thank you very much. Thank you for pointing out my infirmities. <laughs> no, uh, you yeah. You start to so, see demon characters, and you're like, well, instead of the cult members, like, what is that? These, bla- these black birthed blue, blue. out of the dead bodies of. Well, hold on. Not even there. Like, uh, Frankie sees one early on when he gets locked out of the building. There's one staring at him through the steps of the staircase. You see the red eyes looking at him. Yeah, that was my question. I didn't understand the. Uh, 
the timeline of events of where those demons are supposed to come because i think some are already there because people okay. are already being tormented okay yeah i it just had a little hard time like understanding i get that, that, I, get that. I get that i didn't mind that but again that could have been a hallucination as well but exactly <laughs> that's the, that's the game because he has been fasting he hasn't eaten that is when you start hallucinating but there is the question how much of this is actually happening yeah, because well, at the end of the movie, this is the part. This was the most impactful part for me. Is when our our girl, girl Julie has gotten separated from the group. She's being chased by a, a gaggle of these boys with knives. She's cornered in the subway. There is nowhere left to run. She's swinging that hammer though. She's not going down mm-hmm. without a fight. Girl is not going down without hitting a couple guys. Girl, she's no, she's, ready. Mm-hmm. 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 And their beepers go off again. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, okay. And they start digging in their little bags. And they give well, each I think, other. I think they, they, they even say to her, like, sorry. Yeah. And she's like, what? They just stop. And they walk away from her. And they feed each other these pills. Which is the most homoerotic moment of this movie, where I uh-huh. thought the two guys were yeah. going to start making out for some reason. What are they kissed? They were two of them kissed. <laughs> well, yeah, but I thought the other two. Uh, oh, well, those two were t- straight porno boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, straight up porno boys, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah their their I, other acting credits include Randy Blue, uh, Corbin Fisher, uh-huh. SeanCody.com. Uh huh. Canadian Cum Factory. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, please let that be a real porn site. Please. Because <laughs> I'm going there today as soon as possible. I love Canadians. Yeah, eat oot my ass. <laughs> <laughs> eat it oot. Eat it. Eat it oot. <laughs> Oh God! Sorry, Canada. <laughs> you know I love you, but um, the reason they call it poutine. <laughs> but this this is not I'm just. I hate you so much. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you're so dumb. Deal your deets. <laughs> you behave yourself, young lady. Deal your Mary Elizabeth deets. You behave yourself right now. Oh my God. Oh God. Anywho, these cult, the cultists. It's not just about saving everybody else. It's a suicide mission, mm-hmm. except it's not because they have to kill each other. I mean, they yeah, have to. It's, fe- it's weird that it's it's nah, like because odd, suicide like, is uh, suicide is a sin. Exactly, so if they That's give it to each say. other. They're saving each other. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. weird religious angle there. Yeah, and so now you get like, these people killing themselves all over, like foaming up in the mouth, really disgusting. But the shot that just I think is amazing is the poor girl is left standing there. Yeah. In the dark. And she was just fighting for her life. And now everybody just killed themselves in front of her. And then the lights start to go out on the train and she is crying and screaming. I went, that's madness. Yeah. And we never see her again. No. And that's, that's the weird part of this movie that um, left me, it left me a little um, upset at the ending because we don't know what happens to the people that are, the you know quote unquote survivors or do you i don't know do you or, or do you please well, i'm just saying i'm like you know what <laughs> i don't know what if the demon i'm like that was already hell where she is right now mm-hmm. is hell that is madness that is terrifying yeah. that is horrifying because you know those lights are never coming back on yep never coming back on but yeah so we're hearing all about that you know the body the demons will rise from the bodies of the dead and guess what they, they do, do. <laughs> yeah 
This movie Which is terrifying because those creatures are they they so remind me of those creatures from the descent. Um Yeah. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you don't yeah. even know if they're real. Like, is this is this mania from, you know, the the that you told us about, you know, the kind of like the fungus. Uh-huh. Is this mania or is this actually happening? And I still don't know what I believe, to be uh-huh. honest with you. <laughs> My whole take, okay, we're going to cut a bit to the very end that you mentioned. Okay. It was sure. Andrew's favorite part. Yes, it was Andrew's favorite part. Mm-hmm. Where we're following Karen. She's on her own. She's defeated Patrick. That crazy thank, old lady thank fucking is dead. God. I hate She's that got guy. two corpses right there. And now demons rise out of those corpses. More show up for the party. She's cornered. And they're closing in on her. She had a conversation earlier on with Mike. When I'm alone in the dark, I'm still scared of ghosts and demons and boogeymen. Well, the next time you see a ghost... Or a demon. Or the boogeyman. <laughs> you just look him straight in the eye. And marvel at his very existence. Because you're seeing proof of an afterlife. Stuff she's saying, well, I'm still, I'm. Yeah. Huh. And the last shot of, her move, of the movie is them closing in on her. It's a tight close-up of her face. She's crying. She's screaming. She stops. She looks With at the camera. Closed. Yeah. And smiles. Yeah. As close as she can to smiling. Mm-hmm. In and terror. Yeah. <laughs> Credits. And yeah, people and like, honestly, what's that? Like, until no, until, until we a good way to look at the ending. Yeah, until we Hold started. on. Hold on. All right, all right. Okay. Yeah, hold on. This time through, when I watched it this time, I realized there's a very long time between you see them, the demons, their hands are right on her face. Yeah. And then there's that very long close-up of her face. And I'm going, why aren't they attacking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she opens her eyes and she smiles. I'm like, were they gone? I don't know because we have several moments in the movie where she uh-huh. sees stuff, but doesn't Was that a see hallucination. Stuff? And yeah. my heart wants that to be the ending because mm-hmm. I liked her so much, and I liked Julie so much, and I liked Mike so much. I want that to be the ending. I want them to be okay now. Mm-hmm. I want that when they go up, because by the way, above ground, it's apocalypse yeah. city. Yeah, yeah, it's riots everywhere. These people have taken over everything. They've taken over everything. It's a battleground above course. Yeah. So there's no safety up there either. I want yeah. them to be safe. I want yeah, them to go up that you know, tomorrow is going to be okay. All the bad people are dead. Yeah. And it, sure, but, but, I mean, but also in one way, like it, it almost doesn't matter if the demons are real or not. Because what she's experienced now, what she's gone through, she'll be haunted by this forever. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, there's no way out of it. So the, whatever you know, demons could be there. The demons that are going to be with her now, after going through all of this, they'll be with uh-huh. her forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. it, also, it also kind of reminded me of the ending to the invitation, which we just we just covered Ooh, the invitation. Yeah, good but points, good points. It's, it's kind of that moment of like, oh shit, this is everywhere, and the this world is- has changed, and now here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just my world; it's the whole world. And yeah. that's the thing. I mean, you but, know, to go back to it again, like this this movie, I think, especially now in 2018, like. It will hopefully scare you for that very reason, because the day could be coming when the world that you wake up to will be similar to this. Uh Uh-huh. I have a point on that. I just want to backtrack a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I wanted to say about that ending was what I said earlier. She saw the same demon. They looked the same as the thing that was watching Frankie Mm -hmm. from under the stairs. Right. 
people don't have the same hallucinations. So I yeah. think it really did happen. I, I think you're right too. I, I In my heart, I don't want that, but my head says otherwise. Yeah. But again, but it's up for argument. Like, who knows? Who knows? Like, it could have been that this was all just to, that all the muffins and shit were to get people hallucinating and to get the people to whipped up into that religious mania. Yeah, no, sure. I'm, right. I'm actually really glad that you uh, brought. And this was another up. nine. And this was another nine eleven. Yeah, I mean, because this movie was actually made in reaction to nine eleven. Oh, he talks a lot about that on on, on the DVDs, like that that people with their religious mm -hmm. beliefs can just change the world. Yeah, in a second. Yep, scared the hell out of him. It's the truth. And so he wanted to make this on a more intimate level rather than just like impersonally flying a building into a plane that you're face to face with someone who's smiling, who says Patrick, they love you and holds you like a baby when you die because they love you, you so much. Were you in New York on 9-11? I was not. Okay. I was um, working in California at the time at a theater. Gotcha. At this little town and they didn't get it. And that mm. hurt. They, like, they were just like, whatever, a building film. Like you don't. Oh, understand <laughs> how big those buildings are. If those things had toppled, mm -hmm. forget it. And I'm going, I, you don't know how many people I know work in that building. Yeah. And I lost a lot of people that day and it was, it's was bad. I, I, yeah. uh, my, I, my contract was over two weeks after that. And I said, I have to drive home. I, you know, I'd driven out and I was going to drive back across country. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop at every fucking roadside attraction I've ever wanted to see. Do it now. And see as many of my AOL friends <laughs> yeah. as it's I can because it was 2001. So I took yeah. the Jiggity Jag Road because I was not ready. Yeah. Didn't want to get town. back. Yeah. You no. Know, and I just remember getting off the subway. After I parked my car at my parents and came back to my apartment, I got off the subway and this was in Queens. So miles and miles from the spot. And I said, the air stinks. And this yeah. is a good month later. The air stinks of jet fuel and rotting meat. Yeah. God. Horrible. It was look horrible. How much it changed. It, look how much it changed our, our existence, you know, now almost 20 years on. Uh-huh. And, how things are just so completely different. And watching this movie now in this current political climate, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said, this could happen. Yeah. Yep. This is extremely possible. This could happen right fucking now. Yeah. And I think we see a lot of it within like white supremacy and religion even. I mean, if you really want to take it to that level, I mean, people use religion for bad things all the time. All the, right. all I mean, the time. I, I, you know how you know how we have those the doomsday sayers that happen every year. Yeah. Yes, the calendar says this. It's ending. It's ending. There's a guy who drives around with a, a van, drives around Manhattan and the, the boroughs with a van, selling his book on loudspeakers, preaching <laughs> the end. It's the end. It's the end. I'm like, again, you're back. Yeah, <laughs> this time. <laughs> uh huh. Order my book on Amazon. Two week delivery fee. I'm like, yeah, what it of course. Well, that's of course tomorrow. Got a book oh, okay. to sell too. Yeah, we have yeah. a similar guy that stands outside the Gap and just uh, <laughs> delivers his sermon every day about how the homosexuals are evil. And, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I, there's always that little thing that, that little niggling thing that happens in the back of your head. This is what if they're right? Yeah, yeah. What if this crazy person is actually right this time? Uh, if a hundred thousand monkeys predict doomsday for a hundred thousand years, yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> and I, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that we got to talk about this because going into this conversation, I was really unhappy with the ending, but now that we've kind of talked it through and uh, given some of our ideas and, you know, thoughts on it, it I and, like it now. I and like it none now. of them are right sense. and none of them are wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can back up that ending in at least three different ways like we just did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, none of them I, are right and none of them are wrong. And that's what I love. I love a movie that will have me talking about it. Yeah, this was a hours perfect movie. This is a perfect than, movie to give us because yeah, it you, was you something we had talk. never even we had never even heard of this movie. So nothing gives me greater joy than introducing some little known movie that's awesome to people who've never seen it before. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 and really to see them or, or in this case to hear them light up about it. Yeah, no, and, I I really liked it. I mean, there's some there's some shoddy acting here and there, but overall, but whatever. It's, yeah, it's, it's okay. I find most of it's towards the beginning, and like the 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 girl who's in the cult, mm-hmm. who's not participating, the blonde girl, she has some shit moments. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, she's great. Yeah, like in her in her in her final scenes where she's forced to kill her boyfriend. I'm feeling for you, girl. Like all of her pain, I felt, and also when she gets stabbed in the back. Right. The fight choreographer in this was evil because, well, she's they stab. She gets stabbed twice. The first time she screams. The second time cuts off the screen. So it's ah, you know, it's like this long yeah. scream, and then the second one. And I said that is such a grisly detail. Way to end. I know. Yeah, she didn't even because another movie would have been all about the scream. Let her finish the scream, and then another scream. No, just to have that that big, what should be her final climactic moment as a potential scream queen. No, shut up. <laughs> yep, done. Done with you. Was yeah, and jaw I, dropping. I, I, I gotta give props to the woman that played Julie. Love I her. think that she, you know, at the beginning when she is being molested, it's a little, it's so uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. For several reasons. A, that she doesn't, I mean, I get why she doesn't say anything. Because mm-hmm. the conductor comes in to find out who pulled the emergency brake. And he's right. yelling, he's yelling at them. You're the only people in here. It was this car. And this is interrupted a rape in progress, but he's got the knife up to her side. Cause he wants to open his Christmas present, but it's not time yet, which doesn't make sense at the time. But then, yeah. Oh, that's what that meant. Ew. Okay. She confesses to doing that and she's crying, but the conductor doesn't. Apparently see. the conductor doesn't know how to read a room. No, it does not. Pretty fucking obvious. But, but you know what? <laughs> Given today's climate and how we're we're changing the way, hoping to change the way the world looks at women, that possibly is very likely that I'm not really gonna yeah. listen to you because you're a woman. It's very telling. Yeah, it's very telling. telling. Uh huh. She's crying. She's just hysterical. But I love how she becomes a badass bitch though with that hammer. She does, nails some she does. guys with that she hammer. Does. Yeah. Or, or when, you know, when they find Patrick in the control room and she starts kicking the shit out of him, I thought it was fucking awesome. Uh huh. But yet she doesn't turn into Rambo either because she punches him in the face when he's tied up and he says yeah, something close right. to her. You are a feisty little chink. Aren't you? <laughs> oh! 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 And then two minutes later, Karen went over to her and goes, are you okay? And she just goes, my hand really hurts. Yeah. <laughs> but There's definitely was, a human level to this yeah, where everything is, but it, it's, it's but it was worth reality. it. She goes, it was, my hand really hurt, but it was worth it. And mm-hmm. the scene could have ended there. 
on the on the bum bum. But it went a different way. Karen just came over to her and said one of those lines. I wrote it down because I said, what a thing that you don't hear in horror movies, this kind of humanity or sympathy. She just walked over to her and said, I am so glad you're on our side. Yeah. Huh. In the most earnest voice. And I went, boom, girl. Boom. Yeah. That's drop, awesome. Drop the mic. Uh-huh. That's good writing. Drop the mic. Drop the muffin. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat those damn muffins. The Get carbs alone. Stop eating them. My God. I'll tell you what, though. I do love rye bread. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I too. love rye bread. This makes sure it hasn't been rotting in a barn for too long with yeah. fungus on it. God, pastrami sounds so good right now. Okay, so I think yeah. we've done. Th- thank you so much for introducing us to this movie. Yeah. Oh, really I knew you guys good. would love it. And the fact that it tied in with your theme, like, and I didn't know that. I love when that synchronicity happens too, mm-hmm. that I knew it was yeah. going to be magic. And so before we go, guys, please let people know where people can find you. Oh, sure. So uh, you can find us on iTunes. Well, I live on, I live on, on this cute little apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Chicago. My address is. <laughs> um, you, can, you can find Friday the 13th Horror Podcast on Apple Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on SoundCloud. And you can find us now on Google Play. We just got onto there. Yay! And hopefully we will soon be on Spotify uh, Podcast as well. We're looking into getting that done. Uh-huh. Um, I Find us. Of course, you can find us all over social media too. We're Frygay13 on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And also, thank you very much for helping out with this fundraising marathon. Thank you for helping the kids at New Alternatives. I really appreciate that. Our absolute pleasure. Yeah. I mean, we are very honored to be part of this whole thing. Absolutely. So, you know, being little little uh, baby gay podcasters, <laughs> we're, we're very honored to be included in such a group. Mark my words, boys. You guys have a huge future. Oh, thank you. Thank you, you guys so are going much. places I couldn't get to, and I am so happy to see that. I'm passing the torch. <laughs> we, well, we, we love you so much. And I lit mine, but you. I'm passing the torch to you. <laughs> we you like it. <laughs> These guys are the future of gay horror podcasting, and I'm so glad to have found them and thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you very much. And one last thing. Happy Halloween! Yeah! Boo.
So, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, normally I'd be saying this is where we're wrapping up, but something happened while I was editing this segment. I got into the end and I was splicing in that music that you just heard that rolls over the closing credits and... Okay. I actually had to write Maddie and Andrew after what happened happened. Because honestly, after what we just went through with the episode and, and, and what we've talked about in the past, I knew that they'd be one of the only people who would understand what I was going through right that second because nobody knows what I had just heard. The thing is, I listened to that song. I was listening to it very closely. You just heard it, right? And I wound up bursting into inconsolable tears. And it was from that song. And I've been bursting into tears because of songs a lot lately, as you know. But this was for a completely different reason. Um, I was listening back. And the song is playing. And I noticed how it starts with an a cappella voice. A girl's voice singing this you know, you just heard it, brothers, sisters, hear the voice. It just starts her, her alone, and it's pretty. And then all of a sudden, it's a duet. It's a guy and a girl. Okay. And it repeats again. It's in four-part harmony. And then it's in massively complicated eight-part harmony with a full orchestra, and that is when the tear ducks broke. I wept like I weep for the dead. And I realized that's exactly what I was doing because, as you know, over the past few years, I've had to cut off contact with almost all of my family because of you know religious dogma, uh, their disapproval of me being gay, and, and my refusal to be quiet about it. I'm, I'm on the internet yakking about it every two weeks. And also for their intimate, direct connection to the Trump administration. That they're not just Trumpites, that they're someone in a seat of power who is writing this filth that's coming out. His name is on it. And that song echoed exactly how that whole thing happened. Because... like the song, it started with one vo- one voice was singing tune that sounds pretty, but underneath it, it's not. It was just one person. And initially, I just saw that ugliness in my family in one person. And then it was two. And then it was that whole particular family unit, that, you know, that particular branch of the family, and before I knew it, it was all of them it just happily singing this pious little bit of poison together, and I realized I'd lost them all, and that I have been so fucking angry at them for so long now. Not just from what they've done to me, but what they're doing to the entire world. I've been so angry the grief never came through. But oh boy, it did today, that's for sure.
And like I said, it was like a death, and, and, and or, or tw- more accurately, twenty simultaneous deaths. I realized they're all gone. I've lost them all. And the people that I were we- was weeping for was not the people they are now. It was the people they were when I was growing up. The ones who taught me to love music. The ones who, you know, walked me to school. The ones who took me on my first roller coaster. They're all gone. I talk all the time how, um, I just said it last episode that, you know, it's a blessing that so many gay and LGBT people find their second families, but and yeah, it is. I am so fucking grateful for them, but I never really realized that there's no coming back after everything that has happened and everything that they have done and what they have now believed. There's no going back. I don't know what else to say about this. It's just... I think it couldn't have happened at a better time or on a better episode with better guests because they got it immediately. And and I'm not... Maddie wrote back. And Maddie has a way with words. And... I don't feel better. That's not the right word. But I just feel resolved. That this is the right choice. I can't be a part of that. I could start singing along with them, I suppose. Or pretend to sing along with them, which somehow is even worse. But no, I gotta be me. And and I can't help but think about that email I got from... um, Tommy from Virginia, you know, before the potathon started, that first episode that I was back from my hiatus, and he was the one who was having trouble with his family and how he was feeling he was having to pretend around them. And he gave me one of the best compliments I've ever had in my life when he said that I inspire him to be more himself as a gay man. And I told you then that this podcast gives me the strength to be the best possible gay man that I can be. Not just the best gay man, but the best me that I can be. But I can't be the best possible me without being the best possible gay man. They go hand in hand. And it's a place I can be as gay as I need to be. And that's okay. And none of them ever understood that. And while my heart breaks for the people, the versions of them that I used to know and love the ones I knew when I was young, when I was a kid, I know that this is the only possible road that I can be on if I'm going to continue to strive to be the best gay man 
that I could be. Well, fuck, there's another song that's popped into my head. Small Town Boy. Song from the 80s about running away because you were gay. And the love that you need will never be found at home. And while those people are my biological family, they're not my home. And they haven't been for a very long time. And I don't care. How corny is this? How, how corny this sounds. My home is right here. My home's right here.
okay, it is many, many hours later, and that, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, is going to wrap up episode 245. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you, Andrew, for coming on the show. What a delight you were, and thank you for being there when I needed somebody. Thank you for being there when I really needed somebody. Thank you for understanding. And in the past few hours, I've kind of been... Well, I've listened to that song that I just played a lot. And I don't care if I get sued at this point. I really don't. I needed to get that out. Because I'm done crying to my soul. You know, you got to get it out. And you sometimes you got to share it. Especially when it might do some fucking good. I'm not crying again. This is passion talking right now. Because I realized the lyrics of that song, it's not just run away. It's run away, turn away. Run away, turn away. And I realized, I want to know how many of these kids, they're not just leaving home because their parents don't accept them. How many of them don't accept their parents? And if you're 13, 14, and you've got the goddamn strength to go through the pain that I just wept through, because you know that wailing in that song? I'm pretty sure. I was hitting those notes myself. Maybe not as pretty, but I was up there. Cry, boy, cry, boy, cry. Oh, boy, did I. My tiara is off to every fucking one of you who are able to do that. And I'm sorry some of you get lost along the way and now you don't have anywhere else to go. But hopefully, we're going to help a lot of you. Even if it's just in some small little way, I hope that what we're doing here is you're not alone. You couldn't get your answers at home or the love that you needed at home, but you're fucking going to get it from us. And I want you to be a part of that. Please go to bit.ly slash sqpodathon and donate. Donate to the ones who were beaten. Donate to the ones who were raped. Donate for the ones who ran away and those who ran to something. Even if it wound up being a fucking cardboard box, it's still fucking better being with those singing fucking poison song assholes. And hey, you listening, you can also go to http colon slash slash fundraise dot new alternatives nyc.org slash sq and donate there. I don't care where you donate. Just please donate. You can't hear these kids' voices on the show. Unfortunately, that's not allowed. I'm not allowed to do that. They're underage. It's a whole legal thing. It gets, you know, it's messy. But you just heard it from me. It happened live during a goddamn horror movie of all things.
But it happened, and I'm happy it happened. I'm happy I'm able to face that pain that I've been wrapping in anger for so long. I don't believe me. I'm still angry. I'm angry at this administration who took my loved ones from me. And I won't forgive any of them. I can't. Not anymore. We're too far gone from that. But no, let's focus on the kids right now. I'll just say it again. HTTP colon slash slash fundraise. No alternatives. NYC.org slash SQ or even easier. Bitly slash SQ potathon. Share that link. I'm up another $200 today and I haven't reposted that at all. It's the easiest thing you could do. Just share it. Let people know how brave these kids are. And that they deserve a hell of a lot better than what they have right now. And that we are the only ones who can change it, as far as I'm concerned. If you can motivate somebody else to understand that, you're a fucking scream queen, baby. You are a true scream queen. Or as Maddie and Andrew would say, IRL scream queen. Totally right. That's totally right. Totally okay. All right. What's going on tomorrow? Stop it now. Stop it now. We are going to talk about Peaches Christ, all about evil. I am going to have to work all day to get back what I lost tonight, and that's okay. I don't mind. But we're definitely doing it, and you're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have Christiani's going to be back. Christiani, who you remember from Creatures from the Pink Lagoon, and also the sexy-voiced Jason Pintar, who laughs like a little teeny tiny baby girl, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a fun contrast, but you'll find out about that tomorrow. So get your voicemails in about your Halloween. Yeah, Halloween Yeah, Halloween weekend's over, right? You went to some parties, right? I want to see the pictures. I want to see the party. I want to see your costumes. I want to see, I want to see, I want to see. They're all going to be posted on Instagram. So if you send me stuff, Please send me your Instagram tag as well so I can tag you in it. That would be great. You can do that. You get your stories in. Whatever. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. So 917-720-2047. Crew at ScreamQueens.com. And that's Queens with a Z. I'm on Twitter at ScreamQueens. I'm on Instagram at ScreamQueens Podcast. And, of course, Facebook. Do a search on ScreamQueens where horror gets gay. Easy peasy pudding pie. So, until tomorrow, my beautiful, beautiful, God damn it, I love you, beautiful screamers. Continue to make the world a creepier place, but make this Halloween a little less creepy for people who don't deserve it. Who've had enough fucking scares, and have some of whom have stood up to some real-life monsters. And never, ever, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. Yep. 
Got nothing funny to say about that today. Just make it to the final reel.